Thought it'd make me feel better I finally got you Oh yeah, thank y'all for tuning in to Unlabeled the Podcast I'm your illustrious host, Jerome Williams And tonight we coming to y'all with the quiet storm voice On this 100th episode of Unlabeled the Podcast We'd like to thank every, each and every one of you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in And coming in to see us and mine and yours truly And I can now no longer hold my character <laughs> <laughs> bro came on like pure Motown radio host, bro. Hey man, listen, <laughs> listen, y'all. Episode one hundred of Unlabeled the Podcast. We like to appreciate Let's y'all. Let's go. Listen, man. Thank each and every one of y'all for helping us get to this point. I know we ain't did everything on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? But listen, like y'all can go back on the audio side and listen to some of our older shows. But we like to thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in weekly, rock coming in here and rocking with us, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, y'all know what we do on this podcast. I'm, we here to uplift black voices and the voices of the marginalized community. I got my good brother Kyrie Greer in the building. How you feeling this week, bro? Man, you know what? I ain't gonna lie. It's probably some the best I felt in my life. Thirty doing me good right now, bro. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm loving life right yes, now. Yes, sir. You looking great, fam, man. And and everybody who texted me happy 100, put it in the chat, fam. Get in the chat. Y'all know how we do. Hit the like button, subscribe while y'all at it. If y'all new to the show, you know what I'm saying. So we can so we can get to it, man. Because today is a is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful occasion. You know what I'm saying? So, because when we, we've been doing quality, quality episodes for y'all too. You know what I'm saying? We ain't like some shows out there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know what? I don't. I don't think Kyrie. Before I talk, should I set the tone first, bro? Yeah, set the tone right quick, bro. Right, set the tone, set tone right quick, quick man. Because like, y'all, y'all don't understand, man. This is big, bro. Because you, you came in, you came in on some eight oh eight heartbreak. Like, <laughs> who hurt you right heartbreak. now, bro? <laughs> All right, yeah. Bro. <laughs> Stores and fuck the baddest horse. I was on tour with niggas that's so raw. Started selling white, we won't sell it no more. Like Trump ain't feeling us, cops still killing us. Niggas taking shots, can't stop me. They ain't real enough. Cut her off, act like she did, and it's killing her. New dawn, earn my seats. I left the ceiling up just to kill him softly. Ooh, get him on me, try to crucify me like I'm Jesus. The way she crossed me, I'm too bossy and too thorough to move like a weirdo on point like an arrow. We started off with zero. Now I'm seeing M's, diamonds like water and they jumping out the gym. Shooting like Harden if your head was the rim. Cause niggas wanna line me like a ship up in a trim down. Back when I was broke, they was cool with it. Now every move I make, I'm in the news with it. Even if I ain't do it, they be like, you did it. My teacher always used to tell me, you gon' lose, nigga. That's why I never went to school, nigga. And why I'm rapping like I got something to prove, nigga. When they bought the mansion with the pool in it. Billy with the stab, I get a two with it Move with it, cause these niggas wanna take my life No weapon form against me every time I pray at night Scooping thotties in the phantom, that's the way of life And make them fuck they best friends like that was dice Reaching for the Glock every time I play the light I'm on 12 o'clock every time I play them bikes I'm with the pack, uh, getting back, yeah Spin dope, nigga, selling smack, gang I'm getting chips off music like rap snacks, yeah 10 million cash off Africa, that's a fact Money, power, respect, eating brothers on the jet I know these niggas upset, they ain't seen me fall yet When's the love? They wanna see me fall And I will never sell my soul I'm on some shit that they ain't seen before Dream chasing, catching all my goals I don't need these hoes I'm getting money, me and all my woes 
play with me, you know it's all out war. Young niggas going all out for Vloggers in a frenzy, truck to the Bentley. Ain't doing no interviews, I'm busy, nigga, we litty. So when you see me out, don't ask me about no Nikki. Fuck, I look like telling my business on Wendy. Niggas gossip like queens. We been serving fiends. 40 bust your windows out, Jasmine Sullivan. They told them pop mollies, I told them to be kings. Sipping 1942 like it's lean. I done seen all these niggas try to downplay my dreams. Okay, so I'ma give it to them every time I'm on I can let that ride, y'all. I'm sorry. That's on give me always, always set the mood for me, fam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say nothing either. I, I you can ask him uh, when he came down here, like, uh, I think it was like 2017. Mm-hmm. He was like, he got my car. He was like, God damn, 24 7 Meek Mill radio listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog, all he do is yell. If you don't get motivated, listen to Meek. It's something seriously wrong with you, bro. For real, you might have to. Uh, you might have to set Meek Mill as an alarm clock. You want to start your day off right? Oh God, because you're gonna get up here motivated. Oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> man. But listen, y'all. Hey, Laquandra, what up? What up? Come through on the 100. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we like what up, people in the chat? Yeah, what up? What up? What up? But man, okay. So I'm gonna start on a little bit. A lot of know. Have you have you seen? Um, uh, uh, Moon Knight yet? Marvel's Moon Knight on Disney Plus. I saw episode one. I started episode two last night, but I didn't get to finish it. I'm literally at the beginning of episode two, but I did see episode one. Yes. What's your, what was your thoughts on the first one? Man, listen, that's okay. It was intriguing. I put it like that to say the least. But I do. I am not enjoying this show, bro. It is boring as hell. I fell asleep on the second episode last night. So I will say, it was. It wasn't the most entertaining show they've come out with, especially for a first episode. And I feel like it left a lot of questions unanswered. I definitely want to see more of Moon Knight. But from what I heard, we don't get to see more of Moon Knight until like episode four. Mm -hmm. And what I heard is it's still a lot of questions that are going unanswered. But it's only like a six series, six episode series, ain't it? So they don't got a lot of time to like wrap everything up. Right. They got four more episodes to wrap it up. And we only seen him in this costume twice. And uh, I love Oscar Isaac, too, man. He's a brilliant actor, but I just was not – I am just cannot get into the show for some reason. And, you know, I'm a Marvel fanboy. I like it's just, I just can't rock with it, bro. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've been really, really trying to get into it, dog, but it's, it's just – it hadn't grabbed me yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I will say it has my intrigue more than Boba Fett. I ain't even going to lie because I ain't get into Boba Fett to, like – what was it, episode six when we got uh, Mandalorian, when, when we got Mando in the episode – Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was cracking. I think it was five, but but yeah, five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah that was that yeah. was when they started cracking though. But Disney gonna have to do something, man, because uh, well, I don't know if they started losing like they they older viewership because you know a lot of us is growing up. You know what I mean? It's going, mm-hmm. it's it's really gonna affect uh, it's really gonna affect the the dollars that's coming in from them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah, where you I know, figure out do something. Disney gonna find out a way to make money, but I hope the show picks up. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best episode one, but I enjoyed it. I give it like a six out of ten. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? You uh, you watch uh, um, Snowfall? I have never seen Snowfall. Dang, bro. Like, I don't want to spoil it for you, dog. But I think it's starting to suffer suffer from a little bit of that power, that uh, that power. How power kind of went downhill after you know the first two seasons. It's kind of yeah. doing that because for some reason they decided to bring a tiger into the last episode. I ain't watched the one that premiered last night, y'all, so I ain't going to give y'all no spoiler. But if y'all ain't caught up on it, they have a tiger in episode five. For some reason. Tiger King? Bro, listen, in the middle of Los Angeles, this guy has a tiger, dog. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to really spoil the whole episode for the people who haven't seen it. But, bro, it, it served no point to the, to the story But besides for him to kill two gangsters. That's all it did, dog. Like, it had no point to the story at all. 
terrible writing because I'm just like, why, why, why the tiger? Like, because when when I think of the idea, I'm like, that's kind of cool, that's kind of player, but if it don't serve no purpose to the story, then you know, why is it? There? It's probably a filler episode. Now, now I do know some drug dealers who done had panthers and jaguars and stuff like that in the hood, bro. But like in the middle of Los Angeles, <laughs> to have a big ass yeah. tiger in your backyard in the cage, fam, like serves no purpose. Right. You remember that episode of Atlanta when Cat Williams had that pet alligator? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's how you do an episode with somebody with a random right, right, animal because that episode animal. was yeah. cracking. <laughs> uh, listen, dude, great, uh, uh, terrible writing though. But like, I still, I'm still enjoying this season. It ain't, it ain't spun too far out of, out of whack yet. But you can tell when, when writers start running out of material. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You can tell immediately. Mm-hmm. But man, so we, like I said, as y'all can see on the, on the screen, we had the hundredth episode, and I got broke broke guys up there for y'all for y'all who <laughs> who don't know our uh, local Milwaukee uh, uh, colloquialism. And yes, Laquandra, it is because John Singleton passed clearly because they are not doing a very good job with this show. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, we say that a lot in Wisconsin. We just call you broke for no reason. If you got money, we still don't call you broke. Broke guy. Facts. <laughs> it don't matter. I got called a, a, a broke guy yesterday for switching to Samsung. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is this is part one because y'all see that we ain't got the whole uh, cast with us today. Yeah. So we so we're gonna do a part one and part two Sunday. We're gonna kind of go over a little bit more. But we just want to share a little bit with. What we've learned, you know what I'm saying, over the last couple of years of doing this podcast and just about being consistent and everything. Kyrie, you fairly new, but you've been a friend of the show for a while. Um, what mm-hmm. have you noticed, like, with the growth in the, in, the, in this show? Man, so I will say this. When y'all very, very first started the show, like, you can tell a huge difference. Like, everybody's a little bit more comfortable with speaking and being able to go into their, their dialect. Um, and, like, the production's increase. Um, obviously the, the fan bases increase the subscribers, like the professionalism, everything is just really becoming like very well-rounded and it's good to see that, you know, from my friends having that level of success and being able to jump out there. Cause if you go listen to episode one to episode 100, just you yourself, mm-hmm. you could tell a huge difference in how you were presenting information and, you know, entertaining your listeners and everything like that. And that goes for everybody blaze, you know, Montre, Kendall, um, and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's fun to see and i'm glad to be a part of it too man so yeah yeah bro yeah i definitely had to bring you on board bro because you're a very talented brother yourself mm-hmm. um and also like i said for me for I'm, I'm just gonna give everybody who wants to do anything creative uh from a from a podcasting standpoint from a, a content creation point man you gotta do it scared go back and listen to episode one you can hear how nervous i was you can hear it in my voice i you mean I'm, I'm, I'm speeding through topics i'm trying to give kendall his flowers you know what i'm saying to let him know how much he contributed to my growth over the years you know what i'm saying and then it's episode i'm just like so you can you can hear the amount of nerves in my voice man so I, I i cringe going back and listen to older episodes you know what i'm saying but it's still fun to see you know what i'm saying but the more comfortable we got like Kyrie said that was definitely one of the hurdles we got to so my advice to y'all is if y'all doing anything you got you're gonna have to jump out the plane you gonna have to jump out jump off the cliff and build a plane on the way down like straight up you got to do stuff scared sometimes you got to do it. it ain't never gonna be perfect um one of our new subscribers was listening to the bonnet chronicle earlier today and i clicked on that episode and i was just cringe looking at that like man the, the, our, our set was trash everything <laughs> like you know what i'm saying so it's, it's it's good to see it's good to see like i said i'm i'm happy and i'm proud of myself with the growth that i've put in and you know and over the last two, uh two years and i'm also uh proud of my team you know what i'm saying like i because I, I, I really could not do this program without 
without my friends. Like, you know what I mean? So I really appreciate each and every one of y'all, even the, even the listeners, you know, the ones y'all, the, one, the ones that hop up in the, in the chat and give, give us problems every episode. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, one, one thing you said too, man, is uh, just do it. Just jump on the ledge and do it. A lot of people, and I was super, super guilty of this. I wanted everything to be perfect before I started. And that really gets you nowhere. Perfection is in the process. So literally just do it, go through your growing pains and, and grow as you create. Yeah, facts, facts. So and th- th- so that's definitely my my advice to all y'all creators. And uh, like I said, you'll find your voice when you're doing something. Even if you kind of start off like m- imitating somebody else, you'll find your voice. Your unique self will come out in that uh, in trying to you know just producing content and trying to even copy somebody else. Because that's kind of how it was when I started photography and cinematography. I was actually mimicking my mentor, and then my unique voice and like you know what I'm saying and the way in my eye and everything started coming out. And he even recognized that. You know what I'm saying? He even recognized my uh, style coming out because he would see my work and be like, "That looked like will work." And I didn't have my name on it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like I said, y'all just keep doing what y'all doing. If y'all if y'all in the content creating field, man, like I said, just. Uh, that's that's my biggest thing to you is just continue to do it and y'all will see the, you will see the growth you said it's, it's like it's like working a muscle man you know what i'm saying and even even in here y'all see when i mess up live on the air when i put the wrong thing on the screen if i ain't got recording audio y'all see it i like to poke fun at myself from time to time when y'all see me mess up on the um on the show that's why i like doing it live but <clears throat> but uh we, we like i said man you just you just got to keep it, you keep at it. And like I said, even in those things, ain't ne- it's, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Just rock with mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Just rock with it and work through it. Absolutely. Very well said. I couldn't have said it better myself, bro. Yeah. Um, and again, <clears throat> to all the sub- subscribers, man, thank y'all for the people that show up weekly and y'all comment and y'all engaging. Um, we really appreciate that to the maximum for sure. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if I can help any of y'all, Build y'all platforms. Uh, give y'all any ideas on how to start a podcast. Y'all know y- y- y'all know y'all can reach out to me. I've helped some of our listeners already. Um, but like I said, one hundred percent, feel free to reach out to us. Kyrie's a good bit of an expert too, so I'm gonna start pushing some of y'all his way. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I'm only the way I learn. I like people to ask me questions because they make me find an answer too. So if I don't know, I will find out for sure. Yeah, straight up. Hey, so um, let me go ahead and uh, get into some of these topics today, cause we got. Let's go. Yeah, the docket ain't too long today. Like I said, it's a Thursday. You know, we kind of like like just sit back and kind of do it casually on Thursdays. But as many of y'all know, we still at war with Ukraine, and uh, Ky- brother Kyrie had some updates for us as far as Ukraine goes, but not so much. But some of the the things that go on over there and how it, it, he's going to juxtapose that against some of the things that happen in the United States. So go ahead, brother. Okay. I'll let you rock. Absolutely. So right now, I'm gonna tell you all right now, we ain't even talking about Ukraine that much It's going to be real small. So one of the listeners, one of our listeners asked us to talk about war crimes. Um, And the reason they asked is me and Jerome, we're both veterans. So we have experience with what a war crime is. And basically, what they're considering a war crime in Ukraine happens to black citizens every day in this country. Um, So we look at the situation where black men who are unarmed are killed um, without posing a threat to police officers and the theater of war that is a war crime and what i mean by that is and i'm a this is a real life story when we were in iraq i seen an iraqi man with an ak-47 and i was like nervous you know this is my like i think this is like one of my first missions and i'm like yo is he a threat like we gonna get bro like what we gonna do you with this and they're like we can't do anything they gotta shoot back at us first right so that right there 
is hypocritical to what a war crime is versus when it comes to what we deal with as black citizens in America, because we can be killed without even posing a threat to an officer. Um, if I were to detain someone and suffocate them um, in a situation like George Floyd, where his heir was taken from him, that's a war crime in Iraq. You cannot just kill people because you want to. You cannot just shoot into buildings. You cannot be violently reckless. You cannot pose a threat to the citizens of that country unless they pose a threat to you. And even if there is a threat, there's a specific escalation force that you need to go through as a United States soldier before you can pose any threat to a citizen of that sovereign nation but here in america war crimes are okay for the citizens as long as they're black because we see ourselves being an enemy of the state every single year every single month every single week there are war crimes perpetuated against us because of the color of our skin that's what i wanted to talk about for war crimes it's completely hypocritical of you know again they want to create the narrative that oh they look like us so we're going to feel bad but when we look at ourselves, we're like, well, this is happening to us in our own country. You know what I'm saying? And it's just irritating. You know what I'm saying? That we have these things going on and, you know, people are calling it war crime. It is a very devastating thing. I don't want to take any levity, uh, gravity away from the situation at hand of what's happening in Ukraine. Yes, I get it. It's sad. Um, but like I said, on this podcast, we're worried about black issues and how they affect us. Right. Um, well said, my brother. Um, and also, like, when you become – about how long does it take to become a cop? That's what that's, that's, That was the question I was going to ask you. Do you know about how long does it take to become a cop? Anybody Man, I feel chat? like it's less than six months. I don't even – let us let me see right quick how long it takes to uh, graduate the academy. That's another thing. When you look at um, how long it takes uh, for citizens of other countries to become a cop, it's way longer than it is here. And if you compare it to specific – um professions in america like say if you want to be a barber or a cosmetologist their schooling is actually longer than police officers and these are the people that are you know we've given the responsibility to police our nation but um let me google this really quick mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah i'm trying to the, the reason i ask that is because um <clears throat> like i know we go through uh quite a bit six months okay six months to become a cop six months yep uh-huh. okay and, that's and, what i thought and yeah, you know, with, with the combination of basic training and uh, AIT, you know, it's an advanced individual training in the military. It takes mm-hmm. a, it takes a little a little while before you become, you know, what I'm saying, uh, an active duty uh, a soldier. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. speaking from the army standpoint, and we continually train as well. Right. We continually train, but not only that, like the training that we go through specifically. Um, It's literally meant so we don't have issues when it comes to war crimes. You know, when we're going through these houses and they have cutouts of citizens, like that's us training for that discipline, right? But, you know, we're fighting for our country. You know, we don't get the same, um, you know, protection that the police officers get here. You know, they got the police union. If they do something, they're not held accountable for their crimes. Uh, But if a soldier does something out of, you know, maybe fear, again, you're in the theater of war. So your adrenaline, like your decision making, everything has to be quicker. And again, I'm not taking anything from uh, police officers, but at the same time, I just feel like, again, it's hypocritical if we're comparing, uh, you know, cops training and military training and you know the standard that we're held to versus the standard that cops are held to yeah and and talk about like um the geneva convention so to speak like when 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 
what what is the protocol when we spoke when when us as soldiers get fired on and how we have to uh, engage and all that type of stuff how we have to handle that situation yeah so with the rules we we got some called ROEs called the rules of regulations for those uh, rules of engagement uh, for those that don't know sorry about that so basically what the rules of engagement are is basically like a four step threat uh level process um so essentially like you got to go through a warning a verbal warning you got to go through a uh warning shot um before you can even fire on somebody um and then when i went to iraq we actually couldn't engage in any conflict unless we had the iraqi army with us so that's what the rules of engagement are there are certain levels that we have to go through before we can escalate um physical force um but but no 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 definitely um it's it's so funny that you want to bring this up today because i definitely had a conversation with somebody around the uh, time that mike brown was killed um about the way he handled himself with the cop and uh he didn't have any uh weapon on 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 his body and the police officer was actually arguing with me he was saying you know well there's always a weapon on the scene when because the officer is carrying one basically so if if a, a citizen is reaching for his gun i'm like nah fam Come on now. No, no, because you like, you know, what's crazy is like, bro, we literally had a mission brief one time where they were like, all right, expect contact, but we cannot fire back. But you know what I'm saying? When you look at that situation versus compared to what that officer just told you, um, you know, they basically giving them the go ahead. Well, it's always a weapon on scene. So you, you might as well type of thing. Like that's what I'm hearing right now, basically. And this is, and this is why we, major reform is needed you know what i'm saying because uh the current system isn't working uh it has, it's, it's not working at all for black citizens and uh we know that the, like you know that police killings ain't a large part of the deaths in the united states you know what i'm saying i mean but it still happens too often and for uh with that they're supposed to be peacekeepers they're supposed to be protecting and serving not engaging and destroying you know what i'm saying so th- that like that's why i feel like major reform is definitely in need serious need in this country you know what i'm saying right absolutely i agree now let's talk about this five percent ukraine situation like i said um i want to touch on it really quick it's it's definitely unfortunate what's happening over there like nobody wants to be in war uh, especially citizens of a war but again i find it funny how um, again, as America, we can talk about war crimes, but we don't talk about our war crimes and the things that we do, but we could point the finger at another country and specifically point out their sins without recognizing our own sins and the, the damage and the trauma that we have caused over generations of generations of colonialism. Um, so it's just crazy to me. Um, that that's what I said. Like I said, prayers and thoughts with the, the civilians of Ukraine. Um, but essentially that's what they're mentioning too. Russia's going crazy and you know, there is, I'm not going to go into the details because it's a little bit too violent to get into on this platform. Um, but it's it's a sad place right now for uh, the Ukrainian citizens. 100%, man. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to them, uh, first and foremost. Um, I don't, You know, I was going to say something, but I'm going to spare us because we, we got listeners who like to listen to our show with minors. So I was going to say something, so I hold my, I hold my tongue. But, yeah, thoughts, <laughs> thoughts, and, thoughts and prayers out to Ukraine, man. And uh, mm. um, let's go ahead and move into this next topic. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Oh yeah, I'm ready for this one. Go ahead, start start that off. Uh, well, for the listeners who've been under a rock, um, the Black Lives Matter has basically come under fire because their donations were used to purchase a house, a six million dollar mansion to be specific. They received over sixty million dollars in uh, donations, and the current the the uh, initial founder she left the organization 
and um, later on was finding out that she bought purchased a six million dollar mansion. It's supposed to be like a party house, or so, uh, so to speak. Um, and we we like to we like to be very very critical, you know, of white infrastructures and things of that nature. But we also got to keep it real when something that's supposed to be for our community um, uh, isn't doing what it's supposed to do. You know what I mean? And this is the one very very uh, one case that uh, that we can point to. So Kyrie, if you got go ahead and expand, we'll update this thing on the screen, brother. Okay, so yeah, so one, this is not their first time doing that, Jerome. They actually got came under fire like a year or two ago um, for buying another mansion. It was like a three million dollar mansion. Um, this six million dollar mansion, um, <clears throat> this nine was it a six million dollar mansion? You said right, uh, six million. Last time I, uh, six, I, I heard the report, yeah. so it could be it could be a little more, it could be a little less because she purchased multiple multiple properties. But I believe this latest right. one was the six million dollar one. This was after George so, Floyd. Right. So she purchased a property on both coasts of the country um, for her wife. Uh, but basically what I want to get into is kind of the hypocrisy of the Black Lives Matter Foundation. So me, I was always critical of this foundation, um, especially in the things that they were doing around 2020. And I'll explain why I was critical. The reason why I was critical is because Again, I'm seeing all these funds being donated, but we don't know how these funds have been allocated to the betterment of our community. And for the most part, the question arises, what do we need donations for for protests outside of like, you know, getting water or like things that are people say for because, um, again that was their primary focus was kind of civil engagement and i could understand like travel and all those other things but they amassed a total of 90 million dollars over the eight years that they have been in service right so i want to bring up a quote to you guys about what black lives matter supposedly stands for um as it opposes to what they actually did and this is a quote from the founder she said we want to uplift black joy and liberation not just black death we want to see black communities thriving not just uh not just surviving um so and again the foundation said it could like when we look at the 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 numbers the foundation said it committed uh 21.7 million dollars in grant funding to official and unofficial black lives matters chapter what is it? What is an unofficial Black Lives Matter chapter, Jerome? Bruh, that sound like you throwing some bread to your friends or something like that, right? That's what I'm saying, yeah, I have, I have no clue, bro. Definitely a loophole. <laughs> yeah, that's a loophole. Yeah. A unofficial Black Lives Matter chapter, right? As well as 30 Black-led organizations. I want to do some more work into figuring out what those organizations is. Um, and as you said, it ended 2020 with a balance of more than 60 million dollars after spending nearly a quarter of its assets on the grants, funds, and other charitable giving um so again what's happening with that money is not adding up with what their mission statement is and i want to read their mission statement too i know i'm getting a little bit long-winded um but i just want to give you guys context about this um so i'm on black lives matter page right now but um while i'm looking for this what do you think of what i said so far basically uh what are your thoughts on that that they full of shit, but keep going. I've been saying this for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sorry, I don't sorry, even know. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know if you remember because I went crazy on like I 
when I well, when I was on Facebook, I went crazy on Black Lives Matter, and I was basically saying like, yo, they're just funneling money to the Democratic Party, and they're spending this money. And my curiosity led me to go to Black Lives Matter webpage, and I also followed the money trail because at that time you could see where some of their funding was going. Um, but when you read their mission statement, it seems like they're not an advocate for all Black people. They're advocates for a specific group of black people, a minority group of black people, which are the transgender community. Go ahead, ahead, Carvel. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) What, I'm spitting right now? You spitting. Hey, because you 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 saving me some time, brother. Go do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, Carvel. We used to be and he said we used to be Care Bears. Always fancied myself as a fun shine bear. <laughs> if y'all don't know what time we're talking about, a Key and Peele sketch, uh, uh, Key and Peele sketch called Manly Tears. YouTube that after this, if y'all want to know please go watch Manly Tears after this. But okay, so I'm reading some right. So Black Lives Matter was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer, Andrew Zimmerman. Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation Inc. is a global organization in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. So they're in three countries whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes by combating and countering acts of violence creating space for black imagination and innovation and centering black joy we are me uh winning immediate improvements in our lives it sound good it sound good but it's not true y'all haven't done anything when I looked at Black Lives Matter's actions and what they've done for our community in 2020, it was zilch. They bought a billboard for 21 Savage um, because of his case when he was uh, incarcerated. Well, not incarcerated. I want to use that word, but he had his issue with what his visa or something like that mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Or was it Jerome? Yeah. But yeah, they 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 built him a billboard. Why does 21? Why is Black Lives Matter money? going to a 21 Savage billboard. One, the dude already got money. Two, he got record label lawyers. We don't need, we don't want our money being invested in that. What you guys said you were going to do was build local power and intervene and violence inflicted on black communities. What y'all said y'all was gonna do was repair our neighborhoods. But all I see you doing is buying million dollars of mansions with your wives and giving millions of dollars to unofficial Black Lives Matter groups that we don't even know exist. So what are you doing with the money? That's the question because y'all been in power, y'all been in, uh, established for nine years, and it wasn't until year eight that you released any financial station uh, statements to the Associated Press. So what happened with the money? That's my question. Gunshots, broke ass. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with the money? We need answers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, man. I, you, you already know what happened with the money, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I have been critical of this group since they came out because their mission statement was full of it. Like you said, it was. It, it's it's not a specific agenda for our community, and this is why I like to talk about. Like, this is why we've had the conversation for two episodes about reparations. Like, so we mm-hmm. know what like what the proposed legislation is, what what these groups and the, these people are doing, so we can be informed on how we're going to move forward, right? So for all y'all who are saying, oh, you know, we don't need this. So we don't need that and not, not fam this is they gonna move forward with it anyway so unless we got a voice unless we get, got an opinion unless we unless we go into these these town hall meetings and, and these um these groups that are forming these legislation get involved with politics right they, they just gonna do shit and that's what black lives matter has been doing you know what i mean so mm-hmm. 
like I said, this is why we're critical of them. And I've and we've been me and Kyrie have been critical of them for since they founded the organization. You know what I mean? So now y'all can actually see get a peek behind the curtain. And it's a damn shame that I had to come to this. You know what I'm saying? When she first stepped down and started buying houses, I knew it was that was a red flag for me right there too. So this has been going on for a while. And and she's a she's a Marxist, if I'm not mistaken. But also I can't even find it because right now, if you go to their page, They've completely changed their page because they understand they're in hot water. They've completely changed their mission statement as well. In 2020, they call us runners, but it is not what we're called that matters. What it's what hell? we're called to. Hey, listen, dog. I'm sorry. I clicked on the episode. I clicked on the uh, ad, I mean, <laughs> uh, article for the next topic, and they started playing an hey, ad on. Articles they, start going crazy. Listen, like, CB, f y'all podcast that's broke what I'm out. God, bro, I'm gonna have to beep that whole thing out. CBS News is out of control, fam. <laughs> like, CBS no, News way almost, out of control. No, I almost went deaf over here, but okay, back to back to the topic. Though, keep saying what you were saying. My bad, bro. That was, that was disrespectful of CBS for the hundred episode. I ain't rocking with them right now, bro. <laughs> but oh, uh, <laughs> what you say? I said relax, CBS down, boy. <laughs> Go ahead, though. Right, yeah. but. Okay, so yeah, they've completely changed their mission statement because a lot of people have been critical. But when I read their mission statement in 2020, they were talking about disruption of the nuclear family. Um, and they also, again, they're not for heterosexual men. Um, it's, again, they I literally just read it today, uh, but it looks like they got rid of that too. Um, but basically they were talking about the empowerment of transgender blacks in that specific minority group but they weren't for the betterment of the black community as a whole that's the point that i wanted to get out um you guys can go to their website it's still up but like i said they're they've deleted a lot of stuff off their youtube uh she deleted a uh, background of the mansion off youtube or whoever controls that media source uh they've changed their articles they've changed a lot of stuff um because they are under hot water but i am glad that their finances are coming into question but this also imposes a, a very important message for y'all understand who y'all giving y'all money to um mm -hmm. at the end of the day because everybody's not for you um and again we look at wolves and sheep's clothing every day we're looking at wolves and sheep's clothing right now with the democratic party how they come to us every year and say they're going to help us out they're going to do this they just want our vote mm -hmm. just like black lives matter just wanted our money they really didn't care they they spending that bread how they want to they live in their lives facts so, um, Brother Kyrie, thank you for that wonderful breakdown. Um, I hope everybody understood where he's coming from. And, and not to, like I said, we ain't trying to, like, bash or bring down, but it's just the facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, y'all can't argue with the facts. Y'all can say, you know, this group is about it, but this is why we want y'all to make informed decisions on this podcast. We ain't trying to tell y'all how to think. I mean, uh, teach y'all what to think. We're trying to tell y'all how to think. You know what I mean? So, like, like so what y'all can do is critically think about these topics and, apply them to y'all lives and how y'all maneuver in y'all uh, political spaces, you know what I'm saying? Because we don't have enough of that in our community. We definitely need that. That's what we try to push on this show. Um, but on a lighter note and uh, and more, some more, uh, more positive note, uh, mm -hmm. Kentanji Brown has been appointed as the first black woman to be a part of the Supreme Court. So this article is from CBS News. Thank you for your loud ass ads in the background. Uh, that was posted earlier <laughs> today about uh, uh, 7.30 p.m. Um, it says, 
The sitting voted to confirm Judge Kentanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court on Thursday, submitting her place in history as the first black woman to serve at the nation's highest court. Let me get, get a gunshot for that. Uh, Jackson uh, confirmation is the 116th justice in the U.S. history to receive a bipartisan backing. With a final vote of 53 to 47 in the upper chambers, three Republican uh, Senators Susan Collins of Maine, uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and Mitt Romney of Utah joined all 50 Democrats in supporting the president uh, Biden's nominee. Vice President Kamala Harris, the first woman and first woman of color to hold the role, presided over the Senate uh, during the vote. On this vote, the yeas were 53, the nays were 47, and the nomination is confirmed. Harris said uh, to a rousing applause from the senators. Jackson's appointment to the high court is likely to be significant, uh, a significant component to um, Mr. Biden's legacy and marks his first opportunity to make an imprint on the Supreme Court. But Jackson will not take the bench immediately as uh, Justice Stephen Breyer, whose seat will be will fill, she'll uh, she will fill, is poised to retire at the end of the Supreme Court uh, term this summer. So uh, shout out to Kentanji Brown, man. Um, Absolutely. Man, I, 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 uh, I don't know much about the sister. I did a little research. Uh, couldn't really find nothing uh, against her, or you know, or anything bad that she's done. But I, it's good to see, um, you know, our, our sister making strides like this, man. And um, I really, <laughs> this is probably one of. The, probably the best move that Biden has done since he's been elected president. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this, brother? So first off, I love it, right? And But I'm a bit critical of the of it, but not in a bad way, right? Um, I love that she's the first African-American, um, and it's definitely a sister that uh, that got that seat, right? Mm -hmm. But um, my thoughts is Don't I'm but. happy. Don't but. Just give your thoughts. <laughs> okay, yeah. My ain't thoughts no, are no I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely happy. It's a step in the right direction mm -hmm. because these are the places as black people that we need to be in. These are the positions that we need to be in to be able to influence change, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's one thing to actually be a part of that movement and support that movement but it's another thing to just be a face um so i'm hoping in this situation it's just not a face to appease black people in this moment or appease uh whatever type of political agenda that they got um, but i am really happy what i did want to talk about that though is and i'm gonna uh, curve it a little bit i don't know if you got to the part where this, there were some Republicans who were trying to kind of give him backlash to why she shouldn't have been selected, right? Mm -hmm. um, basically, in, in the rest of the article, it was saying approval of Jackson's nomination by the evenly divided Senate capped the confirmation process that was marked by Republican attempts to paint her as soft on crime activist judge who would le legislate from the bench. Um, and what they're the soft on crime, what these guys were re referring to were some of her child pornography cases. Um, so they were pointing that out about how she was given lesser sentences in those situations. But I took the time to fact check that. And basically what I found is her sentencing was pretty much on par with everybody else did. Um, now, the funny part is, is w we talk about giving lesser sentences for those types of crimes. But there also were three Republican judges who were uh, giving lesser sentences for those crimes, but they weren't called out for that situation. Now, speaking of the hypocrisy of how we sentence black Americans in this country, we know it is completely different. So nobody on that side should be talking about uh, lesser sentences when people are, you know, being murderers and they're doing all these things. We look at the case in Dallas at Amber Geiger where she only got 10 years and, you know, we talk about that stuff. So I don't see that as an issue with her but like i said um i hope that it turns out to be a really good thing for us facts um 
Yeah, man. Like I said, one more time for Kentonji Brown, bro. Let me get one more gunshot for her, bro. So, um, y'all, like, uh, yeah, support the sister, man. Hopefully, she do some good things. Hopefully, she is yes. of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and, and, and trying to make some uh, proper changes. But you know, the more 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 blackness we get at the top, the more things seem to uh, change from a, a demographic standpoint in this country. Um, the next, yeah, because we got to remember all skin folk ain't can folk. Can folks facts. Let me click on this article. I'm kind of terrified right now, bro, because I hope it don't play no ads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it do, we just going to roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> we just gonna, on God, we just going to roll with it. But uh, uh, last week on this uh, show, we talked about America's uh, waterways, and we talked about how over uh, 50% of American waterways were polluted. Uh, water wasn't safe for drinking, fishing, or any recreational activity. And we have an update this week from theweek.com. Uh, uh, actually, there's been plenty of articles that cover this, but this was posted on April 6th. Um, water Clean Water Act is no longer no longer holds water. Y'all give me one second so I can update this on the screen. And I apologize because uh, Clean Water Act. My bad, y'all. And I spelled clean wrong, so now I got to go back and fix that. See, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I make fun of myself live on, on the air, fam, every day, every week. Uh, Bro, uh, so, I didn't even see it. How did you spell clean? Uh, I spell this. You can't see it because I didn't. I didn't uh, change it. I'm transitioning now, but I typed it wrong. But anyway, Clean Water Act. So, Water Clean Water Act no longer holds water. So, uh, let me see. Let me scroll down because there's a lot of fluff in the beginning of this article, y'all. Um, okay, so it says the latest blow to the Clean Water Act came Wednesday when the Supreme Court delivered a five to four unsigned order that at least temporarily reinstates a Trump era rule limiting states and tribes' ability to block uh, the dumping of pollutants into America's waterways. But while the decision uh, is a ghoulish and a as ghoulish and a terrible as it sounds, the Clean Water Act has long been riddled with loopholes to prevent achieving fishable, swimmable drinking waters. Fifty years after the Clean Water Act is passed in 1972, around half of the lakes and rivers across the country, like we spoke about last week, classified as impaired. Um, uh, high country news right meaning uh, their their fishing the, the fish are unedible or inedible I'm sorry their water is undrinkable and they're un unsafe for humans to swim in and uh, and inhospitable for aquatic life so here we go um, <laughs> y'all see we have a myriad of issues right now in this country um, um, food shortages on the way um, trucking uh, I don't know if the what are, what are they striking? Are the trucks people striking, or they just can't fill the uh, the jobs, or whatever the case may be? I don't know what the issue is with trucking, so y'all gotta forgive me. I'm uninformed on that, but we got a myriad of problem, and this just adds to that. So they, like I said, they they kind of basically repealed it for I think it was 20 southern states um, uh, where they can basically d do whatever they want with the water. But it, like like to cover, to our point, there's always been loopholes. Uh, to get around the Clean Water Act, like you can literally uh, purchase. What was it a license, Kyrie, that that you spoke about last week? Yeah, you can get a license, and it's a state mandated program. Man, it's a it's a program mandated by the state, right? Um, so yeah, like I already knew those loopholes was coming. So the fact that this were happening, so the fact that this information came out is just it's everything we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, and to somebody pointing in the chat, they said, "Be clear all the way." Uh, I forgot to shout him out at the beginning of the show, so it's a good time to bring it up now since we're talking about water. Our good brother Nurse Madi is going to Africa. He's going to Kenya. He's going to. Uh, uh, they're going to dig a well over there that's going to pro supply uh, Kenyans with water for the next 15 to 20 years. Um, that's what the app is running before the show. 
Um, and you can actually click the link in our description of this show right now on YouTube, and you'll see a link to donate to him. He's he's a good brother. Like I said, he has a wonderful product. Y'all can go uh, subscribe to his Instagram or uh, follow him on Instagram at BeClearH2O, um, and go to uh, BeClearH2O.com, I believe, is his website. We can actually order cases of water on there. But um, he, he's he's what he's doing is trying to uh, reduce America's car- carbon emission. He bottles his water in aluminum, and his pH balance. Um, I, I've heard way, rave reviews about it. I haven't quite tried it myself yet. Um, but but when I do, I will definitely give you guys my review. Uh, Kendall is the, uh, the expert in that area. But um, yeah, man, uh, support brother uh, Madi if y'all want to really want to get to know a little bit more about him. We did an interview with him on. Uh, it's, it's actually up on our YouTube right now. It's um, I forgot the name of it, but if you type in Nurse Madi or just scroll now, you should see it in, in our feed. But yeah, no, uh, I want to be real to, childish right now. What are you about to say, dog? Don't be childish. <laughs> the Kendall mu- the Kendall mustache drink be, be clear, dog. <laughs> Can't, we got listen. We got to get past these things. It's a mustache. It grows back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey go that ahead. goes to show you beards are makeup for men. I've never cut my beard. <laughs> yeah, hey, C Steel said. Uh, look, see, so one of our, our listeners right now said uh, uh, C Steel said that uh, AP gave him a bottle of. It. He said it's, it said it's fire. So, like I said, support that brother, y'all. Nice. And bro, I'm. It's crazy because the chat wasn't updated for me. You reading all these comments, and I'm like, where are these comments at? I have to start the app over. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but they they in there. Yeah, they've been going crazy in the chat. Um, but, yeah, man, like, I don't know what we need to do, how we need to vote, how we need to – whatever we need to do to uh, uh, fix this clean water issue that we have in the United States, uh, we definitely need to come together. Because, like I said, over 50% of the United States' clean water is polluted right now. Um, this, is a, uh, this should be alarming to a lot of y'all. So everybody who don't like to get involved with politics, y'all need to figure out who the right people to to vote to support this Clean Water Act, man, so we can get this situated. Or even if it if it's some some reform that needs to happen with with the with the act itself, you know what I mean? Because we spoke to the loopholes last week. So the 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 crazy thing about this is, and it's it's really sad, Jerome is. People have been talking about this for years, these environmental issues that we've been going through. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to get people to change these things for years. And it's getting scary because it's getting to a point of being irreversible. Like they said, at this point, climate change is irreversible. Climate change with polluted water and food shortages is not good at all. Mm-hmm. So we really need to get out here, guys, like use y'all voices. You know what I'm saying? Like, be sure you get out there vote for the local the the local people go to these community town hall meetings figure out what's going on what legislations are being passed and how they affect you um start being knowledgeable about what's going on around you um so we can start to make change on these things immediately because the more voices that speak up the more that we vote for our wallet the more change that we could put out facts and it's and it's a lot of people don't act, act like they they don't have a voice but like i said you can affect a lot of stuff at your local level and and this is why we we try to be entertaining on the show but we also try to provide y'all a lot of information like straight up because like it's a lot of shows out here that's not telling you these things and that's why we harp on this stuff every week because this stuff is going to affect all of us you know what i mean we everyday citizens just like y'all this stuff is going to affect the kid our kids everything so we this is these are things that we need to be aware of Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, I'm going to pass this next topic off to you while I update this thing on the screen, but it's about the uh, consumer debt jump. All right, yeah, let me pull up that article right quick. Right, oh, let's see. Hopefully this one don't blast. This is from the week as well. Man, the week is going off, I see. I, I got to subscribe to them because I didn't know, I know much about this uh, 
this publication at all. Oh, that was the wrong. Not thing. me pulling up the Clean Water Act article. Right, I just did the same <laughs> thing, bro. <laughs> I just did the same so, so thing, definitely, definitely wasn't the, uh, um, the week, my bad. All right, so uh, this this article we read right now is about U.S. consumer debt jumped by forty billion in February. As you guys know, we are in an economic crisis. I don't know why the government's acting like everything's on roses and they could just take out loans for one point seven billion and uh, you know everybody's just increasing inflation and it's it's cool to, to just do that. But whatever, let's get into this article, guys. Uh, Americans got into a lot more debt in February as rampant inflation kept up the pressure. The Federal Reserve's consumer credit report showed Thursday. Debt levels jumped by nearly $42 billion to a total of almost $4.5 trillion. That's down, an annual slow, increase. Slow it down and say it one more time for the people in the back, Kyrie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So debt levels have jumped by nearly $42 billion to a total of almost $4.5 trillion. It's a lot of money for people that ain't got no money. Um, that's an annual increase of 11.3% seasonally adjusted, far outperforming economists' expectations and setting a new high in January. Total credit had grown only 2.4%. Uh, the Fed's historical credit data goes back to the early 1940s. Revolving credit, which includes credit cards, jumped by 20.7% to about $1.1 trillion. The category increased by only 4% in the prior month. Non-revolving credit, such as student loans, car loans, grew by 8.4% to $3.4 trillion, also outpacing a smaller January gain. Um, Americans have been challenged with the rapid pace of price increases everywhere, from the grocery store to the gas station. Year-over-year -year inflation has increased at a pace not seen in 40 years. Consumer spending has kept up the pace so far, but it's not immediately clear whether that's because people are paying more for the same items that got more expensive or are actually buying more services and goods. In late February, Russia's invasion of Ukraine jolted global energy markets and boosted the price of gasoline with the prices at the pump rising higher in march credit card spending is unlikely to have gone down after the february jump uh what's your thoughts on that well my my immediately thoughts is you know when things affect uh, america in a negative way it typically affects the least of us the most so if all you wondering why i've been so hell-bent on on reparations and, and informing y'all about reparation and if all of y'all are, are concerned about why that is is because they're saying by 2053 black americans will own zero assets so all these numbers that we just read off to off to y'all do y'all not understand the significance of reparations and how we can close the wealth gap and how that can benefit us as a community otherwise we keep going the way that we're going and some of y'all are in debt some of y'all rock the 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 name brand shit got every pair of jordans that come out every fucking week instead of instead of instead of instead of bolstering, bolstering your portfolio and wondering why these debt numbers are looking like this. You see what I'm saying? So this is why I'm so hell-bent on financial freedom, about getting out of debt, and about owning shit. So for all y'all who understand, that's that's what my mission has been, to, to, to educate y'all. Because I know a lot of y'all ain't reading these articles like we read them. And, and so that's my major thought, because this shit is going to affect the black community the most. Right. Um, definitely. Like, we, we got to become financial financially literate in a hurry. Um, you know what I'm saying? You don't need the new iPhone 13 if your tire's bald and you got student loans and all these other things. You don't need none of that stuff. What we need to be doing is reading these books 
all the knowledge that we need to know about financial literacy is in these books. There's great podcasts out that teach black people about finances, like earn your leisure. Um, you just got to look at those things. And eventually, obviously, we're going to be in that space, too. Uh, the more we continue to grow and the more we become financially literate so we could pass that information down to you guys. Um, but it is important because owning zero percent assets in 2023 is ludicrous. And as we know, the black dollar. What's that? Uh, 2053. 53 miles. That's, that's what economists are saying. So if y'all wonder where I'm getting that figure from, it, it ain't some yes. floating off the hit. Right. So again, we already know that the, the black dollar doesn't stay in our communities long because we get it and we spend it. Um, but we need to be better with that and we need to do it in a hurry. Um, so, you know, again, like Jerome said, if y'all want to be creators or if y'all got dreams, go out and do it. Don't sit on them dreams because that's how you're going to get the bag. Like that's how you're going to be able to achieve financial wealth, generational wealth. So we can start to build this and start to change um, the trajectory of where our community is headed. Fact. So just, just some, just some numbers that should scare the shit out of all y'all. And I want y'all to be scared because because honestly that's the only way y'all a lot of people gonna change is, is by being scared and actually noticing what's going on in this country you know what i mean um right but let me bring some levity to the conversation because we, we we uh we've been kind of going on uh i'm not sure if y'all listen this i think this just happened today or was that no it was that this happened yesterday <laughs> this article is from uh cbs oh. t- cbs tennis <laughs> A junior tennis match ends with players slapping opponent at the net, causing a brawl at the tournament. Like, I don't know if this was inspired by Will Smith or or, or <laughs> SNL cast wrote this or who wrote this, but this shit was hysterical. So if y'all want to go, <laughs> I'm going to post the article in the, um, in the chat right now so y'all can see this because I guess this dude got beat real bad and decided to walk up on a t- tennis player when they normally shake hands at the net and he slapped the shit out of this dude. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like it was it, like I like, and then if y'all look at the brawl that ensued afterwards, man, all the uh, and this clearly were were uh were, were our people. These were Africans. They all, oh they, man. They, <laughs> hey, listen, bro. I don't know if they was Nigerian, what they was, but they started slapping the shit out of everybody in the tournament. Was slapping. The, Not the malice shit. at the palace in tennis. <laughs> uh, yes, bro. In tennis, bro. Like. Just to bring some levity, but I click. I, I I put the link in the thing so y'all can y'all in the chat so y'all can view this man. But this was hysterical when I saw this. Will um, Smith got the world going crazy. Got him going crazy, bro. Like I like everybody just slapping the shit out of everybody in 2022, man. Like what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a whole lot of slapping going on when this water ain't clean and when this food shortage come. <laughs> Niggas gonna my, be in line at Walmart smacking the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. Hey, and my my grandma, the original slap OG. She used to tell me every time I get in trouble, boy, I slap the taste out your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's what Will Smith did to Chris. He slapped, slapped, slapped the words out of his mouth. He forgot Man. where he was at for a second. We giving the the prize for the documentary. I mean, giving the, award <laughs> the documentary. Bro, cheek was rosy as hell. Rosy bro. as hell, man. But uh, man, I I, I I think we didn't we didn't cover the whole docket, bro. We have, and we had it. We had some good topics today, though. We yeah. we went crazy today. Yeah. Oh, also, so speaking on this, I wanted to hit on this right quick, right? Um, speaking on the Black Lives Matter thing. So, you know, last week we had two uh, people come and comment on my page on a video. And basically they were antagonizing you about what you said um, regarding the Will Smith slap mm-hmm. uh, juxtaposed to the energy that was given to the riot on January 6th. And one of the things they said was, well, what about Black Lives Matter? What are your thoughts on that, bro? And how that conversation went? Well, my, my main thought about that is, listen, like if, if, my, if I every time I say something about white people like okay so first of all like i do use the term white people a lot 
and I've, 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 I've spoken to this before on this podcast about what I mean by that. It's an ideology. It's not the, about the color of the skin. And to all my, my white brothers and sisters who I might, may have offended by using the term white when I'm referring to something, it's not to offend you. Like, literally, I'm using that term as, uh, as far as, like I said, the ideology surrounding race. Because just like, just, just like, you know, when people say, oh, black people don't do that or, you know, what I'm saying? it's the same thing. It's an ideology. And w- w- uh, white in this country comes a privilege when you when you when you identify as white, when you when you um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't even think of, think about it right now. Like because I, I, if y'all want to go back, l- listen to the, my episode reset in the room. I do a deep dive on whiteness. I wasn't prepared for this right now, but I'm glad I reacts this because like I said, it's not to offend you. It's just to let you know that you that like that they that you identify with a certain ideology. I said it's not about it's really not so much about the skin tones because it's white Mexicans, it's white Asian people. You know what I'm saying? Like Mexicans and Asians have been considered or Hispanics, I should say, have been considered uh, white since the, on the census since the 60s. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Y'all can Google that shit. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, that's why they say white with his Hispanic descent or black with Hispanic descent. Like I said, so it's an ideology. It's not so much about the skin. That's the way I'm using it, at least. It's not so about, so much about the skin tone. And I was really talking about the media because I was saying the media had more smoke for Will Smith than they did with the, um, with the January 6th riders. You know what I mean? Like there was a talk, some people were calling for Will Smith to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? And kept saying he assaulted them. And, and even though Chris Rock wasn't, you know, hurt it. So that's why, that's why I went that way. So for, but, it's also it also exposes people, and that's why I like to use the term white a lot because honestly, it exposes you. Like if you can sit up there and get offended by me saying, speaking that way as a black man, like I, it, like it just raises a red flag that you might have a little bit of uh, bias in, in your in your right way of thought. I won't call it racism, but I call it bias <laughs> in your train of thinking. You know what I mean? Right, because you know what I'm saying. And to build on what you said again, like as black people, it's we we want to talk about things that affect our community it's not a shot at you like if you like for the most part it's it's kind of frustrating jerome because it's like people are so lost right like Mm -hmm. they think that they're a part of this upper class when it comes to white people right Mm -hmm. but they don't like y'all either it's just like it's a (laughs) it's a system (laughs) it's a system design it's classism is what it is right Mm -hmm. and y'all y'all take that and y'all run with it whenever we speak about something that we want or what we need or what we require and all we're doing is trying to figure out solutions to our problems so it really serves no purpose for you to come on our platform and give your opinion when it's racist because when you come at me and you simply you 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 throw out black lives matter um as something that you just think i support because you see me as a black man or you see me talking about black topics that tells me where your ideologies are that tells me uh what you think of me as a person off top because you're using regurgitated talking points you're playing devil's advocate you're trying to get a rise and that's why we really don't give a fuck what y'all talking about <laughs> right. so you can keep it to yourself right. like the, stop it listen I, listen I have somebody that's really near and dear to me he came on there when he saw that when he saw that clip that i posted he came on there and was like well just in time he was like uh joe biden uh something just in time for something i said what exactly does that have to do with my topic you want to throw out my put like you you because you think i'm not critical of joe biden or you think that i voted for him blindly as i keep trying to tell y'all motherfuckers i voted for mickey mouse i wouldn't vote for neither one of them <laughs> I'm not, i don't subscribe, <laughs> i don't subscribe i don't subscribe to that lesser two evil model fam like straight up i don't but um um uh, that was a joke by the way me voting for mickey mouse but uh uh um 
but basically what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is is like you know like people like like how we said they like to attack us with regurgitated talking points. Like I'm not a I'm I, I've I've told y'all I have. I'm kind of like in the middle with my ideology. I take good things from the conservative party, good things from the liberals, and good things from in between. If it's a good policy, mm-hmm. I'm a human. If it's a good policy, it's a good policy. You know what I mean? So I might I, like I'm a vote for my interest at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, um, it, 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 but it's just crazy how people think when, like, say they see you and they don't want to listen to the whole thing or they hear a. Uh, uh, um, a clip of you and they automatically assume what you're all about and they don't have no right clue. like i said we critical go. about all american politicians on this platform <laughs> and right I, go so. go watch the podcast shut up mm-hmm. why are you right. on here delete but anyway drum you just said something that i want to talk to our people about right mm-hmm. you talked about you not aligning on one side of the fence mm-hmm. what i want y'all to realize is when it comes to the social pressure of politics i know it's not the cool thing for black people to revolt for conservative policies, um, you know, and we more so lean to the Democratic Party, right? But you have to vote in your best interest as a people, whether it be on the Republican side of things or whether it be on the Democratic side of things, because we already have enough troubles as it is when it comes to hyperpartisanship, when it comes to the Senate, when it comes to Congress, and why we can't get things done and why we have these stalemates because of hyperpartisanship. We don't need that in the community. What we need is to vote for the people that are going to put laws and regulations in place that will help us that will better our schools that will better our communities so if it's republican or if it's democrat it really don't matter because the two-party system's flawed in the first place um, we need to be looking at other options facts big facts whatever like i said whatever whatever your interest is man and and, and uh um, whatever your interests align with lisa where you been at the whole episode you gonna come in here late I can never text you nothing again. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to you, Lisa, man, and, and congratulations to you, by the way. Um, but Kyrie, I, th- I, bro, I think we can put a button on this, brother. Uh, do you have For anything sure. else to add? I think we hit all our talking points. Nah, I got to go to the gym. Right, <laughs> to the gym. I got to go to the gym. Well, I shouldn't do that. That's racist. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to lose my titties. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, y'all. It's been <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Life with the Podcast. <laughs> like, subscribe, uh, comment, share this with FOMO people. Don't forget to go search, uh, support our good brother Nurse Madi uh, of Be Clear. Click the link in the description. Also, we have merch for all the people who support our show. Um, like I said, click the link that's in the description as well. Um, also, don't forget to don't forget about the audio side. Y'all got to show that some love, man, because y'all be over here on YouTube going crazy. Like y'all y'all can listen to in the background while y'all at work or while y'all on the treadmill. You know. I'm saying like I, I, I try to we kind of try to keep it light for y'all but um yeah man subscribe bro go go on our um on our podcast platform on apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast at we syndicate it everywhere caster box stitcher whatever you listen to your podcast on we there cuz so just go ahead and, and 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 find a label like and subscribe uh comment rate our podcast all that stuff helps our algorithm y'all so that's why we actually do that that's free support we're not actually all to buy nothing we actually ought to come through and click and, and click on a few things you know what i'm saying that supports us and we we want to grow because like i said we're trying to uplift our community we're trying to um tell our stories and we're trying to um we're trying to grow man because like i said we we got uh, we got a lot of people in our community doing great things we got a lot of talented artists we got a lot of talent uh to musicians everything and we if y'all know them send them our way fam uh if y'all have a story to tell as listeners on our show a lot of y'all is our close friends um you know what i'm saying hit us up and, and be a part of the conversation fam very well said my brother all right man but on that note this has been part one of our 100th episode. We'll be back with the whole gang gang on, uh, on Sunday. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. We will see y'all on Sunday with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. Peace.
Peace. Peace.